we are coming up to another election cycle. God spare us from these election cycles, you know. But yeah. 2016, we saw this like intense meltdown. Yeah, just. Oh yeah. man, and it just showed us that many people, left and right, that their entire being is wrapped up in the political destiny yeah. of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's where God wants us to be. I don't think that's where the ascended and ruling Jesus wants our hearts to be captive to the political destiny of the United States. Well, Pastor Tim, it's good to be with you again. Uh, We are taking uh, a deeper look at this conversation we continued in our last episode. We talked about how uh, there's potential to be divided as a church as we're going into this season of, of reopening how this COVID-19 thing um, can potentially create some disunity, but then that turned into a deeper conversation of how we're kind of a divided nation right now and how we as Christians can transcend that and not just get boxed in. Yeah, I think we just need to continue to talk about how the ascension of Jesus and his divine and heavenly kingdom and our citizenship being there with him in heaven uh, can really help shape and inform our citizenry here on earth. I'm going to make a, a book recommendation. Uh, I went to a conference up in New York City about a year ago uh, or so, uh, right before I moved here to, to Nebraska. Um, and one of the speakers was a guy by the name of David Zoll, and he wrote a book called Seculosity, um, How Career, Parenting, Technology, Food, Politics, and Romance Became Our New Religion, and what to do about it. That's kind of a, a mouthful there. It is. But, uh, really fascinating book. In fact, I'd encourage you to, to grab a copy because it shows how human beings are incurably religious. And even though we are more and more of a secular nation, we're actually more religious than ever. And as it pertains to our topic, one of our religions that we worship is politics. Yeah. We kind of put all of our eggs in one basket. We think that our salvation in this life depends upon the right person in office or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, Luther talks about this in the first commandment. He says, you know, to have a God is to put all your trust in something. And he uses those language, the language of our affections, our fear, love, and trust. And I would say fear, love, and trust is the name of the game when it comes to a lot of the political ire. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you've ever seen on social media, just people can get really, really stirred up. Yeah. Hot and bothered. I don't know what you want to call it, but people just will sometimes even act and speak in ways that, that are not characteristic of them in person. Well, and we can think about, you know, we are coming up to another election cycle. God spare us from these election cycles, you know, but... Yeah. In 2016, we saw this like intense meltdown. Yeah, of just. Oh, man. And it just showed us that many people, left and right, that their entire being is wrapped up in the political destiny of the United States. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's where God wants us to be. I don't think that's where the ascended and ruling Jesus wants our Mm -hmm. hearts to be captive to the political destiny of the United States. Right, and and we should have a, a vested interest in in the role of citizenship. Yeah, agreed. And it's a, I am proud to be an American. Me too. I almost want to break out into that song. 
My, you know, when we moved back here from Canada, my that was like the first song our kids learned at, at Zion. Yeah. And they were singing it. And I was so proud of them. <laughs> I remember singing that in Boy Scouts. Yeah. It's a proud moment. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, so citizenship is, is, a, is a dignified good thing. And, and every Christian should be a good, involved, aware citizen. But we also have to remember that our citizenship is in heaven. Um, and that doesn't mean that we escape the earthly duties. It just means that we have our eyes fixed on something higher and more important. Yeah. Uh, that transcends our citizenship in this nation. Uh, and honestly, I think that makes us a better citizen because we don't worship our citizenship. That means that I can actually disagree with the status quo. I can disagree with the common narrative that people have. I can say, actually, I have a different perspective because I have allegiance to somebody higher. That's right. And that's Jesus. And I think, it, you know, like, just when, like, when I lived in Canada for six years, I was a visitor there mm-hmm. and a, never a citizen. I could have gone for citizenship. But every time I drove across the border to the United States, I would just breathe in the air of freedom. And uh, I was still, my heart was still really in the United States as a citizen. Did you sing that song, though, when you <laughs> proud to be an American? Well, I vary some patriotic song okay. yeah, every time. <laughs> But the, um, I think we need to have a similar mindset is I love the United States. I love America. I love mm. the virtues of this country and the, the values. Yeah. However, I love God's kingdom more. Right. And the things that he promises and manifests among his people are actually more value. My first citizenship is to heaven. Right. And God has not promised that this nation would last forever. Yeah, and, you know, that's nations right. rise, nations fall. Um, I don't believe that we have any special privilege. We we are a nation of many nations, and 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 I think what is unique about our nation is we have some good foundations in place that reflect Judeo-Christian values. And yeah, that, that's good. Um, but I also have to remember the unity that I have with people of other nations. So, for example, um, you know, I have more in common with someone of another nation who's a Christian than I have in common with somebody in this nation who's not a Christian because we're members of a, of a higher kingdom. That's right. Yeah, so we could, you and I can have so much more in common with someone living in communist China. Right. Right. Because they hail the name of Jesus as king. Right. First and foremost. And so do we. And they give allegiance to Jesus above their communist regime. Yeah. Whereas, and we give allegiance to Jesus above, you know, our um, democratic free society. Yeah. And, and as good as that is, we cannot confuse patriotism with our faith. Right. Um, in fact, our, our patriotism bows to our faith. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And that gets lost sometimes, I think, in, in, in the way we think about things. Well, I think, I think patriotism and the love of this country is if you're not going to believe, you're not going to have your hope set on the return of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good second base, right? That's a pretty good second God, if you don't have that actual belief that Jesus rose from the dead, right. forgiving your sins, and he's returning to this world, mm-hmm. uh, not a bad God is to say, well, let's just make this country into the vision of, of 
heaven that we wish. Right, right. And try to just go for that. And it, it's appealing. You know, kind of a closing thought here is is I think of uh, Martin Luther. I just feel like we've got to have this guy on the podcast sometime. Yeah, we should invite him. I bet he's dead. But, <laughs> um, well, obviously, he's, as Lutheran pastors, he's formative in our thinking. Um, but uh, he talks about the two kingdoms and that there is the kingdom of God's left and the kingdom of God's right. The kingdom of God's right hand is the church. It's the gospel arena where it's all about grace and you don't earn anything. You simply receive. The kingdom of the left is also God's kingdom. It's, he rules there. It's not like he outsources it. It's, it's his deal too, but uh, that is uh, earthly kingdoms, earthly nations. And that is the arena of the law. It's all a kind of a rewards and punishment kind of mm-hmm. deal. Like if you do well, you're rewarded. If you don't do well, uh, you're not, you're, you're punished. And obviously You get what you deserve. Yeah, and obviously in, in every nation that doesn't play out perfectly because you have people who are punished who shouldn't be and who are rewarded who shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but that's another story. Um, but these are both God's realms and we as Christians operate in both of them but we have to understand there's a distinction between them. One is temporary, one's forever. One is rooted in the law, uh, what is right and wrong and, and reward and punishment. It's, it's something where you have to earn your place, right? That's like, right. You know, in terms of uh, work and things like that. Uh, but when you come over here to the kingdom of, of grace on the right hand, it's all free, you know. Yeah. It's, it's and, all the gospel. Right, and we need to keep those things separate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, God rules his His left-hand kingdom by the word and the sacraments. Yeah. Right, by his word of promise uh, and his word of law that, that um, helps us to orient our hearts toward him and to f- repent. Yeah. But yeah, in the kingdom, the right-hand kingdom, which is the kingdom of the earth right now, the kingdom of humans, I guess you could say. Did I get the right hand, left hand thing mixed I think, up? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you get the point. Well, no, I don't. Th- I don't know. Okay. <laughs> left is usually the kingdom of the earth. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and the right-handed kingdom is usually it's the kingdom, kingdom of, grace. of grace. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. In the in the kingdom of the earth, it's if you work hard, you get a trophy. Right. <laughs> right, and if you don't, you don't get a trophy. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> but in the kingdom of grace, you know, even the greatest sinners and failures are given the free grace of God through Jesus who did all the work. Um, right. And I would say that our, our life in the kingdom of, of this world, the failures and successes and whatever, uh, push us into our life in the church because it's really that arena of this society where we're living out our vocations as husbands, wives, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, workers, of various kinds, and and that's where we're going to experience the tension of this temporary age. Yeah, it's and, going to and push the, us into the need for God's grace. Yes, but I also think that our being part of God's kingdom really then pushes us back into uh, citizenship, Be- because when you know that your ultimate hope is not found in this nation, in this kingdom, in this political candidate, in this political party, then that frees you up to not place all your hope in it. And so you can better freely serve your neighbor, Hmm. your neighbor who even disagrees with you. (laughs) Yeah. So you can be a little bit more free uh, to to act boldly in that venue because you know uh, your ultimate identity doesn't rest there. 
And I think it even gives us freedom within our own political affiliation. If you have a political affiliation, it allows you to kind of be countercultural even within your own affiliation. Yeah, so maybe you can a little be, more tempered. If you're a Republican, you can be critical of maybe some aspects of the party agenda. Right. And if you're a Democrat, you can have the freedom to be critical of some parts of the political agenda. You know, right. you, so you, you don't just have to blindly follow one side or the other. You can be a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I, I guess the reason you're able to do that is because you're comparing it against the actual kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And the kingdom of heaven includes attributes from both right and left, as we would talk about it right now. Yeah. So it includes justice, you know, justice for the nations, justice for the rich and the poor. Mm-hmm. And that it might be thought of as a, um, a more conservative ideal, yeah. like pure justice. But then also it includes, you know, care for the widows, care for the orphans, care for those who are outcast and those who are on the boundaries of society. Right. Which is right now kind of categorized in the left. But the kingdom of God includes both of those things beautifully. And yeah. and we can stand for both of those things and avoid some of the polarization. Right. And, and you know, for, for those, here's what I think would be really interesting to watch. What if Jesus was the guest speaker at the Republican National Convention and also at the Democratic National Convention. Yeah. <laughs> what would he say to each respective political party? Because I have a feeling that Jesus would do what he always does, is he would make everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. I believe he'd do that. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and I think that we should take that to heart and think about that um, because Jesus is... We can't box him in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he might he might call both groups hypocrites. I think so. Yeah, yeah. to some degree, yeah. Uh, and I think he would challenge the ethics of go- both groups. Yeah, you know that that he would go after sacred cows. I think um, totally because he did that with the Pharisees. He did that with, I mean, and that's you know that's the thing about Jesus is that Jesus is being Jesus when he makes us incredibly uncomfortable, but also incredibly comforted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both of those things happen when you're in the presence of Jesus, I think. Yeah, I think anyone, when Jesus comes on the scene, our idols get re- revealed, right? Our false gods. They do, yeah. And I think he would just shred the false gods of the left, the false gods of the right. I think he would make, f- I think he would make fun of the thought that these are the vehicles that can get us to the the grand vision of utopian earth that yeah. we all have in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would seek to replace that with his cross <laughs> right. and his resurrection in which there actually is a kingdom that will last. Exactly. Well, this has been fun today. Uh, we covered a lot of ground um, and we are going to be back at it next week. Uh, what's going to happen this Sunday? So yeah, we're, we're heading towards uh, Pentecost coming up. Uh, so God sends his Holy Spirit, and I think we're going to continue that conversation about how uh, by his Spirit uh, we are united. Is anything going to catch on fire? Uh, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> I yeah. don't have any fireworks. Yeah, we're not planning Can, on it. I but. can't find any fireworks to buy, so. Okay.
<laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, we will uh, be back at it next time. We'll be talking about something related to Pentecost, I'm assuming. That's right. Good. All right. Great. Well, uh, if you want to listen to the sermon, if you haven't listened to it yet, you can go find that on our webpage, holycrosscarney.org. Uh, just check it out under live stream. It should be down there uh, as the uh, May 24th sermon. Yep. We'll see you next time at another episode of Every Moment His. God's peace. <laughs>